Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Today, it is all about balancing our life. According to the financial diet, nearly 80% of all the students work while attending school. And Mental Health America research shows that 70% of all students are stressed about finances. The research goes on to emphasize that with work and school and activities and even friends all demanding attention, many students struggle with balancing and prioritizing the different areas of their life. So when it comes to trying to balance your life, hear me say you are not alone. During my main college years of pursuing my associates and then my bachelor's, I worked and there was a point where I was even working three jobs, customer service at a mall, high school drama teacher at a private school, helping out put on a musical, and a teacher at a church daycare. I volunteered in the community, directing drama and dinner theaters, writing Easter and Christmas cantatas, served as a youth director at my church where I taught weekly Bible study classes, led weekly youth worship gatherings, and did monthly service projects. And I volunteered as my dad's secretary, who is the senior pastor at our church. I also help babysit weekly for my two oldest nephews. And of course, on all of that, I went to school full time, including taking 21 credit hours in one semester. In the middle of all of it, it was just life, but it was busy. Now, though, as I look back, I honestly don't know how it all worked. So when it was recently brought to my attention that many of the teens around me are struggling with the same need of balancing life from work to home, I dug in deep to those memories. I researched through some of my old college stuff. Yes, I still have it. And I thought if I could help just one listener with some tips that they could implement in their own life, then perhaps it may be a game changer in successfully balancing life, work, school, and home. I sure hope that some of these tips will be helpful to you in your coming school term also. First step, identify what is all on your plate. I like to do a bubble map of sorts. So a life planning map where I write out every role I serve in my life. This could be from work and community roles to keeper of my home, serving as a mom, an aunt, a daughter, a sister. Again, think of of every role, every, every, label that you tend to have. And then I personally write out all of those roles in, for me, I I like the, the whole organization of it. So I'll write out the roles in black and then I'll circle them in a different color to help highlight that that diverse role and and also just because I love color. Then I'll go on to write out the task involved in each of those roles. In case you're wondering, I use the same color of ink for all of the tasks, no matter what role it's under. And then I write out those tasks involved in each of those roles so that it can help it break down those larger tasks or that larger role of responsibility into smaller tasks. As the saying goes, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. The overall big picture can feel so overwhelming or that one role, that one label can feel so overwhelming. But seeing it broken down can also help you to, to take just one task at a time. And before you know it, your list doesn't feel so big after all. This exercise also helps provide clarity. It, it helps you to be able to visibly see what roles you may need to step out of. And yes, sometimes we need to say no to things in order to allow ourselves to say yes to other things. 
or just to put more focus in other areas. Perhaps areas we are neglecting or just not doing so well in. If nothing else, this exercise just helps us see what's on our plate and kind of declutter our head. And I don't know about you, but just that brain decluttering of being able to get it off of my head can often be that first step in helping me get organized too. From here, I schedule what I can. Now keep in mind, you can't schedule every aspect of your life. This may be a physical planner that you use. I'm old fashioned, so I am all about the physical planner. Or perhaps you put everything in a calendar on your phone along with notifications to remind you, or even use a wall calendar at home, whatever works for you. Nowadays, there are plenty of apps to help meet your preference for scheduling too. My daughter likes to use this. She has an online app where she's able to put all of her things in and she's asked me to put my stuff in there too so she can be respectful of my time and I too can reciprocate that and being respectful of her time. We can see exactly what's going on in, in a glance. Maybe this might work for you and your family so that they can be respectful of your time and you of theirs, or even with your friends if you want to give them that much information. Number two, set and celebrate your goals. Now that you see everything listed out, you'll be able to see on what goals you need to start setting in life. Now, if you listened to the last podcast episode, we really dove through goal setting. So feel free to take a listen for more in depth on that. But basically, we need to figure out as we look at our roles, what do we need to stop doing, do less of, keep doing, do more of, or perhaps start doing? Maybe you see that you spend a lot of time at work and it's really affecting your grades. Or maybe you need to find balance by talking to your boss about working less so you can study more. Or maybe you discover that you spend a lot of time just hanging out with friends and your finances aren't looking so great because you're spending so much hanging out with your friends. So maybe you need to work a little bit more, even if it's just an extra shift a week or an extra hour each shift. Are you maybe overcommitted to different volunteer roles that need to stop for a while in the season of, of schooling? Or perhaps even spend more time with your family by incorporating your family into doing the community service projects that you do. Look at the balance or perhaps lack thereof in your life and figure out what actions you need to take that will ultimately help you set those goals. So what are these goals going to be? Why do you want to accomplish those goals or or that motive behind them? What will those goals provide for you and how will those goals help make you feel? If you have the goal to finish the school with a certain GPA, reminding yourself of the advantages, such as getting into a certain college or qualifying for a scholarship, which will ultimately help you save money, which then frees you up to do more things you enjoy or even start a savings account. These will all help remind you during those times of temptation, going out with friends, working more, taking on more responsibility, or simply saying yes when you should have said no. It'll all help you to keep the eye on the prize and and help you be more inclined to hold on to your boundaries to protect your goals and the influences that threaten to stall them. I know just this last year, I had to look at that. I had a goal that was a great goal, but then when I really started looking at, at the overall aspects of it, it wasn't one that was really going to meet the long-term need. It was going to become more of a squirrel, perhaps. So I needed to say no to that, even though I so badly wanted to say yes. I had to set that boundary so that I could excel and succeed at the other goals at hand. Number three, support system. 
once you've set your goals, it's time to let your friends and family know of them. It's so important to let your friends and family know when school starts and what your schedule looks like and ask for their help in not being a temptation to you, otherwise known as not to ask you to do things that would conflict with these goals. This could be mom and dad planning things in advance so you can schedule it into your work and school schedule or friends to not try to get you to call in sick for that shift so you guys can hang out but clearly communicating to those around you what life is looking like right now, what you are trying to achieve, and therefore how you need their help. Then along with that, ask for help. This could be counseling that may have some tools or resources for you at your school. This can also help you avoid taking things you don't need, or as I found during my college years, some tips of testing out of things, where I still got the school credit for them, but I didn't have to take the class if I was able to show my competency in the subject to be able to test out. I can't even begin to tell you how much this saved me as far as time goes, and in the long run, a lot of money too. You can also ask for help from your work. Often if our jobs are just aware of life situations, it'll help them in some decisions. When I was in college, I shared with my boss what my goals were for school and where they offered to help me then was to be an intern. Now I already worked there, so this didn't make sense to me, but checking with my counselors, we found this was allowed and even counted as my class. So it it gave me credits and it also allowed me to have that, that focused time at work each week with my boss to learn more from him and more about the business. And I wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity otherwise if I wouldn't have reached out and, and asked, just asked for that help. This opportunity helped me in my education, but it also helped me in that professional growth. So support systems may also include your school teachers and parents and even some friends may want to cheer you on through it all too. Don't forget though to celebrate your successes and include your support system in those celebrations. Justification for having a late night with some friends may be due to that exam you just nailed or spending some of that money going out to dinner with your family may be a celebratory cause of passing that class. So make sure that you celebrate those wins. Now, how do we get some of those wins? Well, that takes us to number four. Stay on schedule. Go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. This is good routine for our bodies as well as it's healthy for us too. Make sure we're accommodating both work and study. Think of school as a part-time job. Don't study while at work and don't work while studying. In fact, Mental Health America recommends working about 10 to 15 hours per week while you're going to school. They recognize, though, that some students are responsible for all their own finances, so 10 to 15 hours a week may not be enough. And in that case, they suggest choosing some online classes if possible, which will hopefully help allow for some flexibility in your schedule. Or see if you can work with your advisor and professors to possibly schedule classes and assignments around your outside obligations. It's amazing what resources are there for you if you just ask. In college, you can apply for grants and scholarships or see if your school or other organizations offer any stipends. Don't miss out on resources just because you didn't ask. I can't reiterate that enough. Does your work offer a scholarship or a tuition reimbursement? Do certain classes in high school open up opportunity for a stipend or a grant during college? In fact, I have a friend who took STEM throughout his high school years, which opened the doors for him then in college to have a STEM scholarship, which then paid for his schooling and even a stipend through his years in college. Yes, that was free money for school plus free money on top of that, which was supposed to help him with his housing. 
Now, in addition to this, he also received a large scholarship from his work, which was going to pay for all of his schooling. So he was able to use both scholarships from the the scholarship from work to actually pay for the schooling itself, because that's the only thing it would focus on, whereas the funding from the STEM scholarship ended up paying for his housing. So instead of going toward his schooling, as, as far as the cost of all the credits, they were able to apply it to the schooling for the housing. So then that left him that stipend that was supposed to be used for housing to be able to use at his own discretion, to be able to use however he want, wanted to live on during college. He was set. So ask those questions and see what you might qualify for. Try to make sure you're studying something that you enjoy. During each semester, if you can't even stretch them out to where the the classes you're really excited about, see if you can stretch them out to where one is each semester so that you have something to look forward to in each semester, but then also in each week in what you're studying. And then from there, again, going out and putting that that weekly schedule or that monthly schedule together. This goes back to having something to communicate with your support system too. It also allows you to, to see the free time that you have and not overwhelm yourself with too much on your plate, which again, might help you be able to use that word no. Then number five, stay healthy. This involves your physical, your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, Our bodies need plenty of rest or you're just going to burn yourself out. And that's when we open ourselves to illnesses. So make sure that we're getting that plenty of rest. Eat healthy. This could include, uh, well, one, just having your three meals a day, starting off with breakfast to kick yourself off, but then also try to always carry around a snack with you for those hangries or when you get stuck on something, whether it be a, a test that's taking longer or stuck in traffic or needing to wait in line to speak with a teacher, whatever it might be. Along with that, have a water bottle at all times to stay hydrated. Exercise. This might not be, you might not have time in your schedule to go and work out in the gym or the expense to be able to finances to be able to go work out in the gym. That's okay. Just simply go for a walk. Still get together with your friends and family too. Do your hobbies that you like. Call a friend to chat, whatever that you need to uh, stay connected with other people so that you're not isolating yourself. And make sure that that we're learning how to say no, again, for that self-care so that you don't burn out. Now, speaking of burnout or that stress, that overwhelming feeling, if you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed or burnt out, a few things to try might be relaxing techniques. This might be watching movies or listening to music, taking a deep breath. I mean, even our gadgets that are with us, such as our Apple Watch, will have an app on it to be able to remind us to breathe throughout the day. Take a shower. Just have that refreshing shower, no matter the time of day that it is. Give your mind a break. Verywellmind.com suggests things like visualization and guided imagery, positive thinking and affirmations. When my son says he can't do something, I tell him he's right. If he believes that way, he's right. But I remind him of, of, for us, Philippians 4.13, through Christ, all things are possible. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. There's so much power in our thinking, both negative and positive. So make sure that we're tapping into that positive thinking and affirmations to ourselves. Please seek help if you are ever having any thoughts of harming yourself or you simply need to talk to someone because things are just too much. Again, that could be with a parent, 
a trusted friend, a counselor or advisor at school, your family physician, or even programs such as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Now, I understand we are all in different seasons of life. My experience completing my master's degree was a whole lot different than the decade prior when I finished my bachelor's, or even prior to that, completing my associate's. When I was completing my master's, I had become a mom, and not only a mom, but a single mom, working full-time and serving in my community while pursuing that master's degree. And the kicker? I didn't want my schooling to take away from my time with my kids, so I made sure to do my schooling when they weren't home or after I tucked them in bed at night. It was hard. And I'll confess, I forgot to implement some of these tips myself, which made for some things a a little more challenging. But no matter the season of life you're in, no matter the times you forget or mess up or simply fail, get back up. James Yorker said, the most successful people are those who are good at plan B. The most successful people are those who are good at plan B. In other words, life isn't going to always go as planned. Allow yourself enough humility to make mistakes, to get it wrong, to not have your plan go perfectly. The important thing is, is you never give up. So get back up again, brush yourself off, and go back at it. If I may leave you with one last thing, it would be to not compare your season to another season. Whether it be another season you had in your life or another season in another person. Find your own balance to your life. Comparison is definitely a thief of joy. Your friends may be going to school full time. That's great, but that doesn't mean your path has to look the same. Maybe going to school part time is what works with your plans. Someone else might be going to school on a full ride scholarship while you're scraping by and trying to stretch every penny. That's okay too. There's no pressure to finish school in a limited amount of time or a limited amount of years if your path needs to finish it in a little longer. No matter the years down the road, you'll just look back and be thankful that you started. If you'd like more one-on-one assistance in finding the balance in your life, I provide life coaching and would value the opportunity to work with you. Feel free to book just a one-hour consultation or we can do ongoing coaching calls, which are typically 30 minutes, one to two times a month. Feel free to check out more information on my website at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Whatever you find yourself trying to balance in life, work, school, home, just be intentional and know there is no secret formula to balancing it all, but rather you determining what matters to you. Then go for it. I wish you the best in finding the balance that is best for you in balancing your life. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.